totally right. Like I love like right off the bat, you are in like the contemplative mood, like that voyeuristic long shot of our like hitman hero, Jeff Costello, which I will repeat again because I think it's just for some reason it makes me laugh that his name is just Jeff. Yeah, um, I, I it, it doesn't it, it doesn't it's, it sounds like not the name of like the coolest Frenchman on the planet. He's, uh, the coolest Frenchman <laughs> right. on the planet is not just named Jeff, you know, like he <laughs> he is named Alain Delon, you know, or yeah, he uh, should have been just used his actual name. It would have worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah um but he's just you know he's smoking on like his shitty single mattress with no sheet in his like dingy <laughs> low-lit barren apartment his like lonely pet bird squawking uh in in its cage and the camera is dollying backwards and zooming forwards giving the illusion of like movement and space distortion while mm. keeping the like cavernous composition you know quite literally the same and it holds the shot so long that it actually kind of takes you a minute to realize he's actually in the bed on the in the corner yeah you almost think it's like a a a freeze frame or something like that and then and then you'll see too i love the subtlety of just him lighting up the cigarette and then he starts to slowly see the smoke rise and all of that like he just kind of slowly gets you into that that mood um, and what's, what's cool too, is the, the bird chirping is constantly happening when you're in that room and it's really the only score when you're in that room. So it just accents how lonely that apartment feels. Um, it's just like, it's just you and that bird. That's, that's it. And, and there's yeah, barely, it's real you know, there's no male couch, living spaces type moment, you know, <laughs> <It really is. laughs> yeah, definitely. He's got a fridge, a dresser, a bed with no sheets and a bird. That's pretty much yeah. it. I don't even think he's got a radio or anything. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And shortly after you're seeing him like Don his, his iconic combination of this like anonymous like fedora and trench coat combo his eyes and half his face are just like drenched in shadow Mm -hmm. and he's hitting those rain-soaked uh parisian streets in in his stolen car um and this like sick kind of like fluttery that like sounds like an electronic score but i was like is this early and i was i mean i guess so Um, it, it, it sounded very like a more way more modern score than 1967 anyway. Like it wasn't just like a typical sort of like noir kind of like orchestral thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it really does give a, a very suspenseful mood the entire time. And, and just given what he's doing, like as soon as he gets into that car, you know, you realize that he's not getting into his own car. He's, uh, just He's a key ring with 100 rings and he's like one of these works in this car. There's only a hundred different types of keys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he does doing crime was so much easier back then. (laughs) It is kind of wild to think like that's just all it took. And then he, and he does this several times in the, in the movie. Uh, So he's constantly just getting new cars doing this, but I do love the way that again, his performance it's, you know, completely emotionless, but just the, the subtlety of him, like his eyes dodging back and forth and not looking at the key as he's doing it it's just he's constantly focused on is anybody watching me i already know how to do this procedure i'm good at it i don't need to look at it but it really am i about to get caught that's the main issue here so i I just i love those those small details there there's no panic in him at all um besides just the the caution that he has 
Yeah, and he's driving around in that stolen car. The raindrops are hitting the windshield, kind of like abstracting his face, which is like a shot that man would actually steal directly for Manhunter when William Peterson sure. gets his big uh, it's you and me now sport like monologue. Yeah. It's through like glass also, and rain like that. And also seeing the the woman clearly, like as he's looking beside her when she pulls up beside him and then when it, it, when it shows what she can see, it is that distorted rain face. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's just an anonymous French guy driving a car. Nothing to see here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we get into that like really hyper specific kind of like procedural stuff, though. It's like him, you know, going to the sort of garage mechanic to change the plates on his car and falsify mm-hmm. his car paperwork and, and, and get his gun. And again, no, not a single word is exchanged. Just a snap of the fingers and like cold, yeah. hard cash exchanging hands, which is like anyone who's fans of like the John Wick movies, literally the underground criminal economy stuff in that first one ripped from this scene basically yeah um totally he uh he briefly pops into his girlfriend jane's apartment uh not for any intimacy though but for its uh, use as a tool for him as an alibi making sure that he's seen sort of coming and going during a specific like few hour period so that he can then sneak out into the night don his uh, murderous uh, white gloves which i guess are like actual like film editors gloves which i don't know melville i guess did that in a lot of his movies i don't know if he thought that was just like a funny joke or he thought like editors were murderers or something or you know (laughs) ruthless or in some capacity um the the filmmakers are often just so mean about the the industry and often like themselves or their roles we've seen that a lot i feel (laughs) like where they're just comparing themselves to murderers (laughs) yeah well then and and Jeff just he he goes ahead and does it. He murders a man for money in cold blood in this like glassy modernist, almost like Seijun Suzuki looking nightclub. Um, mm-hmm. And he does so as casually as one might meet up with the fellas for like a smoky backroom poker night. You know, oh yeah, uh, it, yeah. A, a series of events that we witness with the camera, like always in close proximity to him, always observing sort of the geography of 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 the space that he he is uh, navigating and figuring out like where and when he's going to kind of make his move. And the actual killing itself is so blunt and mercenary. Yeah, that's um, the thing; it, it feels because he spends so much time with the lead up to these things and also the aftermath like it often shows him like leaving that scene now just as calmly in a sense um uh as as much as he can um but it, it, it's it's because of all these slow lead ups and the suspense once you hit those blunt moments of uh, and very rare too uh, of of gun violence um it, it it just feels so abrasive and aggressive it, it's so loud and you know you've got the the blood squibs going and then